Hello again. That was seamless. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was almost like we haven't been away. <laughs> it was almost like that. Wink. <laughs> yeah, what a Christmas. <sighs> yes. Yeah, well, obviously it's not Christmas. Shall I pretend that my sore throat has gone away? Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> Miraculously better. It's not really <laughs> still not the really 20th. Better, is it? <laughs> I think it's the 20th. I can't remember what date it is. I can't. Let's just pretend. Anyway, yeah. so we're back. We're back, and more importantly, this is our end of the year roundup where we do our little awards thing, which obviously people are waiting. There's artists all over the world thinking, oh, I hope we get a CTTB Music Podcast Award. Uh, you know, I know Fred Durnst is still got his perched high. I'm sure he has. And his award. Indeed. Uh, so, 2013. It's been interesting, 2013. I mean, given we've spent the last two end-of-year podcasts pretty much... What, moaning? <laughs> yeah, moaning. Exactly, moaning. Moaning about the lack of quali- quali- quality in the year's releases. Yeah. It does come as a rather pleasant uh, surprise and a pleasant change this year to say that it's actually been a rather fine year musically. Um, and so much, so much so, as we'll be made clear as we go through this podcast, that it's actually proved difficult for us to actually therefore make decisions on some things yes. because yeah, there's actually been so many good records come out this year yeah um you know and the fact that we've i mean we've both had problems coming up with our top 20 albums and even our top fives in particular particular and with much changing over the last couple couple of weeks um so but we'll get to that shortly i mean this is a year where it began with adamant album oh, right? yeah Never got that T-shirt made, did I? No, no. <laughs> uh, and then we, we also we also discovered a mellower Nick Cave. Oh yes. Uh, and then of course we had the big surprise of the year, which was the unexpected return of Mr. Bowie. Uh, well, that just blew us all away, didn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, and in our digital age, the fact that not only the album's release was yeah. secret, but the fact that he'd even been working on the album was seemingly kept secret was still quite astonishing, really. Yeah. Um, the only bonus was when the album actually arrived. Turned out to be pretty good. Turned out to be a really good album. Yeah. Conversely, we had artists such as Phoenix and Yeah 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 releasing albums that were not as good as their previous efforts. No. We had uh, Depeche Mode showing they were still well Depeche Mode. Yeah. Then we came across a bloke called John Grant. Oh. Who we hadn't heard of before. Hadn't really heard of before. More on that later. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, Tickled our fancy. And then also, at the start of the year, we also found, found ourselves in the country. Steve Earle was back with another album, and then we had newcomer Casey Musgraves, who would be followed later on in the year, just a few months ago, by uh, Brandy Clark. A summer approached, obviously, Daft Punk were in town and released what was pretty much the perfect album for what turned out to be a really nice summer in London. They did. Weather-wise, lots of sun, then a mix of disco and 70s rock influences, melding to great effect, indeed. <laughs> Elsewhere, Heavy Metal Gods, Black Sabbath, we're back. And surprisingly, they came back with a pretty decent album as well, 13. Um, and as winter approached, Sting released his first album of new material in a decade, and much to both our surprises, mm. it also actually wasn't that bad. I'm still still shocked by my reaction to that. And back to, of course, were the Critics Darlings, Arcade Fire, with an album that was disappointing. Very long. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, we'll get more on that later. Indeed. Yes. So we reviewed, yeah, we reviewed sixty-six albums Good this grief. year. Really? Which is, is that something of a record? It may well be. Uh, yeah. Uh, so a good stint from us, and, and, and like I said, I think both of us found that surprisingly, you could probably say about a third of those albums were actually pretty darn good. Yeah, I, th- I think anything that scores 
I mean, we didn't we did <laughs> we didn't do a top twenty five, but anything, you know, I say about half of those albums could have easily scored easily uh, in a top twenty five without much of a placing between them. Indeed. Yeah. So for a bit of fun, before we get on to our uh, main review, mm. um, taking those sixty six albums. I've looked over uh, 25 magazine and online best of year lists to see what would they would come to as the top 15 albums from the ones that we reviewed. So I looked at what marks they gave them, if they included them at all, blah, blah, blah. And if we were going by what the experts say on our 66 albums, our top 15 would be as follows. 15, The Civil Wars, The Civil Wars. 14, The Pet Shop Boys Electric. 13, Nine Inch Nails Hesitation Marks. 12, Matthew E. White, Big Inner. Mm-hmm. 11, Casey Musgraves, Same Trailer, Different Park. Okay. 10, John Grant, Pale Green Ghosts. Yep. 9, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Push Away the Sky. 8, Lord, I must stop calling a Lordy, which I did throughout the whole podcast. <laughs> you did throughout yeah. that podcast. Pure heroin, I know. <laughs> 7, David Bowie, The Next Day. Bowie! 6, Queens of the Stone Age, Like Clockwork. 5, The Arctic Monkeys, A.M., Four, Disclosure, Settle. More about that later. Three, Daft Punk, Random Access Memory. Two, Arcade Fire, Reflector. So regardless of what was the presumed negative response to the album, still high up. And number one would have been Heim, Days Are Gone, which pretty much featured in every top 50. Sometimes it was quite low down, sometimes it was high up, but it was the most consistent performer of any album uh, in the best of lists this year. So we shall see later on whether that uh, reflects our own choices. But before we get to that, let's get on to this, some awarding. Oh, let's get to the, the, the fun stuff. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Um, <clears throat> and our number one. He says shuffling papers. Yes. Well, this, our first award is the best. This year, we discovered our love, rediscovered our love of banjos, but we never expected to fall in love with country award. Indeed. And why was that? That's because... Oh, you mentioned Steve Earle. So I have mentioned Honorary mentioned Steve Earle. But there were two ladies in particular that um, that captured our country hearts. They did indeed. And uh, a little did we know, or little did I know, that actually their two records were related. Indeed. And um, those two ladies were Casey Musgraves and Brandy Clark. Yeah. And, and it, it was a pleasant spot. I mean, obviously, I, I mean, me more than you have... I've, I've, I've always had quite a liking for country music and modern country music, but even taking that into uh, consideration, uh, it was uh, particularly when the Musgraves album came out at the start start of the year, it was uh, a real surprise, considering this is somebody that, uh, you know, is touted as, been touted as a new Taylor Swift almost, I suppose, by some people. Has um, she? Yeah. No. Although, thankfully, for the moment at least, she's, she's eschewing going to pop. Um, but who knows if that will yeah. change in the future um, but I think for, for me and I think what's appealed to us both about these artists and actually I think it's a theme that runs through our whole year was actually just how good the quality of the songwriting was and the lyrical content of both these records yeah. you know both both managed to create believable stories about believable people whilst injecting humour into the Mix into the mix, yeah, um, and yeah, created. It's just both albums are just full of great tunes. Yes. You know, it's that kind of thing. You think actually that's a great tune. Next track, that's a great great tune. 
and you're not thinking, oh, that's a bit filler, that's a bit filler. That's obviously the hit single. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. They are actually great, great, great songs. Yeah. And I, I certainly hope that this is the start of big things for both these women rather than the end of big things for them. Well, I really hope so, particularly for Casey, who's obviously got, you know, many years in the industry ahead of her. Yes. Um, but if you had to pick one? Casey. Ditto. Our first winner. <laughs> but of course I picked Casey knowing that Brandy Clark's on there. Indeed. <laughs> So next up is our best and worst gig, and we actually surprisingly, I think we only managed to, managed to make it to four collective gigs. Well, I, I I substituted you for my brother-in-law on one of those gigs. You did, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I think that was it was Joe Pug, wasn't it? Yes, and yeah. I think and I think there was at least one other gig that you were meant to, you, you were meant to come to, and I and I substituted. I think I substituted just no nobody. I had, one, I had one of those Johnny No Mates times when I tried uh, to tried to replace you with several people, and yeah. irreplaceable, you see. I'm irreplaceable. Um, yourself, anyway. Um, <laughs> So the ones we did make it to were Dutch Uncles, John Grant, Casey Musgraves, and Summer Camp. So right. the question is, uh, well, I think it's, we both know which was the worst kick of those three. Yeah, yeah, uh, we do. And I don't really want to go into the reasons why, or, or sort of over-analyse why this might have been the case. Uh, but the Dutch Uncles gig was disappointing. Yeah, they were quite dull. Yeah, um, they, they didn't really, um, you know, and I know that probably... Not having a stage presence is probably their stage presence. <coughs> and certainly, um, you've still got that cough. And, and certainly, the um, the um, the approach that they took on stage uh, around the various instruments—they were interesting to watch. But you're kind of like, what am I watching here? You know. And having actually ranked their album in my my own top twenty. Um, spoiler alert! <laughs> spoiler alert! Um, uh, you know, it was a bit of a disappointing game. It was, yeah. I, I remember we both were quite looking forward, forward to it. We both, particularly the, of the albums that came out at the start of the year, it was one of the better records that came out at the start of the it year. Was. We thought it was interesting, had that kind of eighties vibe going going on, but it in did. a kind of good, in a kind of good way, in a kind of taking yeah. it and using it and making it sound current rather than just being a pastiche. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the actual gig itself was one of those ones, and we were both kind of standing there, kind of going, yeah. Um, whereas the other three gigs were awesome. Yes, and uh, I would say much harder to pick a winner from. Yeah, actually. absolutely. Um, two of them were at uh, Shepherd's Bush, which was a venue I seem to spend a lot of time at this year, bizarrely. It seems to be most of my gigs I went to were at Shepherd's Bush this year, yeah. uh, which were the John Grant and Casey Musgraves. And Summer Camp, which is the most recent one we went to, was at Heaven. Yeah. We were camp at Heaven. We were. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Um, <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, they're very different that's the thing isn't they it they are very different because with uh, anyone that knows that London and knows the venues um, Heaven is obviously just all on one level and it's a club with a stage at the end yes. um, so it's it's a bit of a different crowd and I, I don't know if that detracts but you could always you always get you always you, everyone's on the same level so you get a good view of the band and stuff um, and it's not the largest venue for a band no. um, whereas Shepherd's Bush it depends where you are I think with Shepherd's Bush I always think if you're on the on the ground floor in the stalls um, it, it, there's always a bit more of an atmosphere, mind you. For the John Grant game, we were up in the, uh, we were up in the gods somewhere, yeah. but standing. But up in actually, the gods. we were standing at the back, and I can't, I can't sort of separate that from the other gig. We certainly had a good view of the stage, and 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 it, I felt the the environment of the gig. Yeah. So rather than review the venues, <laughs> which is what I feel I'm doing, um, I'm going to pick a winner. 
it's very hard. Yeah, I, I'm I'm leaning slightly towards John Grant, but it's yeah. very, but it's very close for me because there's not there wasn't there wasn't much to give them. They're both both very different. They're both very different. All three of them are very very different, and, and they all were very pleasurable and and all and all actually based on the three albums that the these artists released this this year the gigs lived up to the promise of the records as well yes i'm i'm leaning towards casey musgraves um because again um actually no both her and john grant had a quite a fair bit of banter with the crowd yes as well and john grant told a very amusing story in fact he told several yes he did stories uh, none of which would be repeatable on a family none podcast. of which are repeatable in any form of, of media um, but yeah, I, I'm not leaving towards Casey Musgrave so I think that's a tie it is a tie yeah moving on best song of the year because 2013 was awesome for music award it certainly was and and this is another prime example of us attempting to come up with top ten lists of the best songs of the year which um, mine We'll probably would probably change as I'm reading it again now, frankly, because <laughs> yeah. you know. I mean, as you see, I even put spares in for mine because I, <laughs> I, I was thinking, oh, was that really the best one? I think, and I think, yeah. oh no, I forgot. Watch me call it. It's like yeah. my first time. I sent you the list the other day. Like, oh, I thought God, you actually added to this list. Yeah, like, I thought I forgot. I'm the wire, and I really love that song. It's brilliant. <laughs> and I, oh God. Yeah. Um, but rather than rechanging changing everything again, I'm quite happy to say that. The ten, the ten, the ten, is it ten that I've got there? Yeah, looks like it. Ten-ish. <laughs> that I've got got here are as good as tracks that came out this year. So, mm. Churches, which is uh, an album we didn't get around to reviewing, uh, Glasgow Band, um, very much a kind of uh, Yazoo, Eurasia, DM type sound. Yeah. Uh, single off that album that we share was a brilliant track. Although there is another track on the album called Tether that I'm almost tempted to say instead. Okay. Uh, John Grant, uh, GMF, Absolutely. as it's officially titled, yeah. uh, which stands for greatest, Something else. greatest Mother Something. Farmer. Yeah. Um, I'm the Wire, which is a great song. Uh, a surprise. Pet Shop Boy, <laughs> for you. <laughs> Pet, Shop, Pet Shop Boys Axis, although it is pretty much an instrumental track. It's an awesome tune. But it is an awesome they tune. They just came crashing back with that. Uh... Icona Pop, I love it because it is just an infectious pop song. Yeah. Um, as written by uh, Charlie XCX, in fact. Yeah. Um, uh, Paramore, Slinter You, again, just mm. a great pop tune. Yeah. Really like that. Daft Punk, yeah, it, it was very... I'm, it was, I'm exactly yes. the same with you. On it this. was very tempting yeah. to say Get, get Lucky because Get Lucky... This, but let's it face it, ha- Get Lucky has been the track of the it year. It was the answer. It is the one that's won all the yeah. awards for track of the year. Yeah. Um, However, track Giorgio by Maroda, which is a nine-minute conversation conversation and instrumental track that is on the Daft Punk album, is just genius. Um, Gargar Applause, as I mentioned in the last podcast when we were talking about the Gargar album, just a brilliant song, up there with the best. Uh, Casey Musgraves, Merry Go Round, could have picked any tracks off that album, really. Bowie, Heat, uh, which is him doing his kind of Scott Walker impression. Mm. It's a really dark and brooding song, not most obvious thing to pick off the album no. but the track I really really like yeah, sure. and finally Roddy Hart Bright Like Fever really like Roddy Hart and this track's just a kicking tune cool as I said there were other tracks that I could put in but you know yeah 
I, I, I had a few. Shall we? Go on. Um, well, a couple let, you've mentioned already. Let the listeners know. Let the listeners know what I thought. Uh, <coughs> um, I know we've, we've talked much about the Arcade Fire album being too long, but the opening track, Reflector. It know. is a good tune. It I is a good tune. No I, denying. I did find myself afterwards singing it, humming it a lot around the house. Speaking of Houses, My House by Casey Musgrave, another storming tune off her album. Yes, and, David one, and, and actually one of the most country trucks on the exactly. album. Exactly. Uh, but it just had that, I think it had, encapsulated what I loved about that album, because it's just a happy, happy go lucky, I'll get yes. up and go tune. Uh, Bowie, The Stars Are Out Tonight. Uh, it was either that or the next day for me, but there you go. I was tempted with the next day as well, um, as I said. Uh, Nin, Nine Snails, Everything. Rick Springfield song. Uh, yes. Uh, you know, what, what would happen if Joy Division sounded happy? Uh, yes. Or, or, or interestingly, I'd go with the, the Todd Rundgren remix of All Time Low. Which is also very good. Um, and you mentioned Axis from the Pet Shop Boys. I would also highlight Inside a Dream. It just encapsulated the spirit of the album with a banging reference to the 1980s slap bang in the middle without sounding retrospective at all. Yeah. Um, Depeche Mode was an odd one. Uh, Secret to the End is track four. And for a long time I knew it was track four because I couldn't remember the title. <laughs> that, that, but that's what happens when, yeah. you, when you're yeah. in strong world. You just know. don't know the names. Know. But, uh, exactly. But I, 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 it just reminded me so much of their history in, in that beautiful synth riff, lif, synth riff that we're going through. Uh, I'll speed up now. Daft Punk, Get Lucky. Uh, summer Camp, Pink Summer. The closing track from... Yep. Their album. Cracking crack. Uh, it's not how much you love, it's how much you you are loved. Uh, yes. A beautiful moment. Um, actually, I'm just going to get emotional now. Uh, Lasak versus Pip. Um, their album will come to, I suppose, but but uh, there were a couple of standout tracks. It was Gold Teeth and this, You Will See Me. Yes, Gold which, Teeth would have been my choice of, if I'd have been picking yeah. Lasak versus Pip. Yeah, obviously, I think that's the one to pick. But You Will See Me just added something dark. Which which just sent a chill down my spine, which was brilliant. And an album we didn't review was the official soundtrack to Man of Steel by Hans Zimmer. How do you reinvent the superhero theme tune? Because despite the plethora of superhero movies in the cinemas this decade, I don't think anyone's come up with a good banging tune yet. Um, this is no. close, not like the 70s, you know? Yes. With the classic Superman and Star Wars and all those classic movie themes. This is close. What will you do when you're not saving the world, which is the closing track? It from is. both film and album. An album was possibly better than film too. <laughs> um, so there you go. So basically, the only... We have uh, three in common, essentially. We essentially have Daft Punk, uh, PSB, and John Grant in common on that. Um, if I was picking... If I was picking the one I've listened to the most mm. out of those, it's probably the John Grant track. Yeah, likewise. Okay, let's go with that. <laughs> go, done. Track of the year, John track Grant, GMF. Woo! Not to be confused with the MF. Not to be confused with... Yeah, anyway. Yeah. This one should be quick. Best nom- BBC nominated breaker act of 2013. Obviously, at the start of the year, we always go through these things. And this year, we had Luna, George, Laura and Vula... Churches, Angel Hayes. What happened to Angel Hayes? Just uh, uh, she just appeared somewhere, yeah. isn't it? And uh, their number one pick, which was uh, Home, and that was a very good pick, really. Yeah. Um, was that their number one pick? Yeah. Oh, they were bang on the money with that, weren't they? They were bang on the money with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, most of the critics are agreeing with them. If you just yeah. Say that's, okay. 
Uh, and it's it's hard to argue. They released, they released an, al- an album of really entertaining Fleetwood Mac tinged pop. Yeah. Um, I will come back to churches perhaps a bit late, late, later on, but I, um, also uh, Laura and Vula was a, a hugely pleasant surprise at the start start of the year. Woman with a great voice and an album that was genuinely different from most of the records that came out this year. Yeah. Um, yes. But it's got to be home. It's got to be home. Heim, Heim. Heim, isn't it? Heim, yeah. Yeah, it's got to be Heim, I think. Although Laura and Vula would get get a second mention from me. Indeed. Um, Just just for being different and being out there. And being a, a beautiful voice. Stunning voice. Yeah. Next up, my favourite award. <laughs> it's the best reference to Todd 2013. Bing! And the winner is Scott Award. Which obviously the winner should be me award, award because this, 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 this was the winner is Scott yeah, Award. Because this was the year I got to meet the man himself, yeah, exactly. after all. So I think you are the best reference to Todd this year. Yes, We've had a picky of you on the Twitter feed. Indeed, a picture with me and Todd. Yeah, exactly. However... There's no contest. However, we weren't going to do that. Oh, okay. Then we we have two musical Uh, contenders. Yeah. The aforementioned... silver medal, folks. The aforementioned (laughs) Mr. Reznor. Yeah. Who, as you said, uh, uh, chose to get Todd to uh, remix one of the tracks of his album. Yeah. And also the aforementioned, uh, when I was talking about the I Love It single, uh, Charlie XCX, or however you should have pronounced his name, yeah. um, who released a single uh, which hugely sampled uh, Todd's song called So Far Away, which in a very interesting way. Um, but, you know. Stretch across the sky. Yeah. The fact that Todd decided to add some extra Todd to Trent's yeah, remix I think that's was it. <laughs> quite, I mean, it, quite funny. I think, you know what, a, a, a remix, I always like a remix. I know you have a different opinion on remixes. Um, I always like a remix because I always think it draws out a particular element of the song. But rarely is a remix actually better than the original. And I think the, the Todd Rungren remix of um, All Time Low from the album Hesitation Marks by Nigel Dells is a contender for well I just had it in my list of songs for yes. years. Oh you know. It's a contender. So I think it I think it's that I think it's that song. Congratulations, Trent. Or Todd. Ping. <laughs> See you next year, Todd. Yeah. Moving swiftly on to the most Im- well, one of the most important awards. The classic Gong Cobra Award for Worst Album of the Year. Now this is a standard <clears throat> How many years have we been in this? Oh, I don't know. But it's, yeah. a, it's a standard set quite high by Fred Durnst and his bunch a few years ago. Yeah. Who released an album called Gold Crowbar that yeah. was... The worst album I think we've ever reviewed. It was <laughs> quite bad. Three or four years of yeah. being um, <laughs> And well, this, year, this year picking albums to be in, in, in this was actually quite difficult. Hard. Thankfully, the Christmas yeah. show arrived. Yeah. Uh, which could have thrown up pretty much all the albums in the Christmas show, apart from the Robbie Williams album. Mm. Um, apart from that Backstreet Boys album, which we listened to earlier on in the year, was also a bit meh. Yeah, that was a bit meh. And I'm perhaps being unfair here, because it features in lots of lists, and you definitely liked it more than I did, but yeah. the Disclosure album, Settle, was also something that didn't I, I, didn't settle with I me. I need to go back and listen to that album again, because I think we, I think we missed something there. I think you, maybe you missed something. Well, according to, critic, <laughs> according to the critics, we definitely did. It's one of, it's one of Trent Reznor's favourite albums of the year. 
it's one of lots of people's favourite albums yeah, of the year, apparently. But you know, it's it's brilliant, brilliant. You know, yeah. I, I listen. I, I listened. I listened to the start of it again the other, yeah. other week. I got Did off. you? Nah, still, no. Still nothing. I'm going to go back and re-listen to that. It's been a very difficult year to do this. Yeah. In the same way, it's been a difficult year to actually pick a <laughs> a list of ten when we've ended up with about twenty or thirty brilliant albums. Um, it's very difficult to sort of say, well, this is the worst album, blah, 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 blah. I always feel with perhaps with the Christmas releases, it's a bit unfair to pick on them because they're never that great anyway. No. You know, although, although the Mary J. Blige album really possibly was one of the worst things I had to sit through this year. Yeah. Um, More Bill than Blige. And let's say the Bilge. And the same goes for Gary Barlow. Sorry. Um, so Backstreet Boys. So it's Backstreet like... Street Boys by default, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Backstreet Boys. That wasn't a great comeback, was it? No, it wasn't. No, I, 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 I remember saying at the time it, 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 had, it had a really good opening, had a really yes, good lead single, really off good it. lead and a really good opening. But it, you just felt if they'd gone a little bit down the take that route, there would have been more, more there. Yeah, yeah. No. So should we go with that? We should go with that. Okay. Sorry, Backstreet, the Backstreet Boys. Boys. Backstreet's not back. All right. All right. We're getting closer to the uh, all-important bit, but before we get to that, a couple of things to do first. First, uh, best album we didn't review or overlooked this, this year. I don't know if you had any albums that you listened to that we didn't Ooh. review that we perhaps should have done or maybe oh. should have got round to that were interesting in any way, shape or form. I know I know. a couple of people have mentioned the Placebo album recently. We'll get round to that in the new year. Yes, uh, we are going to do that in the new year. In fact, we may, in fact, in the new year we may actually do a couple of the albums that were quite big in some of the lists that we totally ignored. Yeah. So, so maybe uh, yeah, Kanye like a, as well. Kanye. Kanye's the one that keeps coming up. Yep. And a few, um, and a few, other, and a few others. So maybe, yeah. maybe, maybe as well as doing the the uh, BBC nominated Breakout Acts of yeah. 2014, we'll also throw in a few of the... Uh, Albums that people that were talking about. Was so awesome. Yes, that wasn't we want time. to hold on to it. <laughs> we want to hold on to it. And I hope that 2014 is just as good. Um, no, I mean, um, the Eels we missed. Yeah, that was the start of the year. Yeah. And that was terrible because I would have liked us to review that. That, think, that was, that was quite a good record. I'd have liked us to have done that as well. Um, having you know had, had the last two or three records, uh, it was a very nice thing there. But then again, we'd have just been in our comfort zone. So. This yeah, is true. I could, I could probably like it. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, I really like the Duckworth Lewis Method uh, second album, Sticky Wicket. Yeah. You know, for, for to release a second album of yes. cr- of cricket themed th- songs, <laughs> and for again for them to be good and entertaining, yeah. was frankly genius. Yeah, and it, it's a really really entertaining record that makes you smile. It was quite, I was quite shocked when that popped up because I'm like, really. <laughs> It's just, it's just go away with it again. It's just a great record, <laughs> and uh, Ch- the Church's album, "The Bones of What You Believe." Mm-hmm. Um, if I was including albums outside of the ones we reviewed, yeah. would be a contender for a top five place for me. It's a really, really great album. Mm-hmm. Um, which, considering I think I kind of quite dismissed them at the start of the year <laughs> when we were looking at them as a, as a, a nominated breakout act, uh, came as a bit of a surprise to me. Yeah. Um, but really good record. And also, I'd like to mention uh, Empirical uh, Tabula Razor. Uh, this is a jazz record, kind of thing that should have been on the Mercury Music shortlist right. when, you know, it's a typical thing with Mercury always throwing a jazz record. This year they didn't for some reason. <laughs> well, that should have been it. This should have been the jazz <laughs> album they had on. Really good record um, of modern jazz, but yeah, really good. Good. Uh, so, it gets to the. 
key bit of what our albums of the year was. But before we do that, we should perhaps... I asked some of our listeners. There are some. There's more than one, honest. Well, now there's more than one. Uh, I got the views of seven of our listeners. Right. Uh, to ask them what their top five albums of was the year were. Was it like a, were. Like, you know, like a focus group? It was a bit. No. Uh, to ask them what their f- top five albums of the year were. Yeah. They came back with 26 different records. Good grief. So there was quite you a lot of that focus group. Yeah. No. However, from that, we still get a top five that features eight people. <laughs> um, Indecisiveness is never yeah. another thing, really, is it? No. So, joint fifth are The Civil Wars, The Civil Wars, The National Trouble Will Find Me, which is another album that was well-received. That's album we missed. Yeah. Franz Ferdinand, Right Thoughts, Right Words, Right Actions. I'm not sure if that's an album we missed. Well, a couple of people definitely think we did. Okay. Uh, Casey Musgraves, Same Trailer, Different Park, also at number five. Yeah. At number four, the aforementioned Placebo album, oh, Loud like, like Love. Okay. Number three, The Legend Society, Alone Aboard the Ark. Yes. Number two, Mr. Bowie, with The Next Day. It's not just you, me, and every other critic. No. And the overwhelming winner, it has to be said, amongst our seven uh, listeners, was the Nick Cave and the Batties albums, Push Away the Sky. Okay. Which was the uh, choice of our listeners. Really? So the question is, do we agree? Do we? Well, here we go. Da-da-da. Do you want to run through your top 20? Okay, I'm going to do it really quickly, because a list is a list, right? Yeah, a list is a list. Yeah. Okay, okay. Although I can put some music on the background, it'll be fine. Do, 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 yeah. do, do, do. Oh, ba, 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 da, da, da. So Margarita, no, more like the Margarita Prakatan. <laughs> a cultural reference to about one person will probably get. <laughs> Brilliant. I know Clive James does listen. Um, right, 20, Dutch Uncles, Out of Touch in the World. Uh, 19, this one surprised me, perhaps I should have knocked it out. Will I am? Hashtag willpower. Yes. It is guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. Okay. 18, The Villagers, Away Land. 17, Laura and Boolis, Sing to the Moon. 16, The Civil Wars, The Civil Wars. 15, this surprised me. Sting. What? Sting. And the last ship sails. Exactly. Surprised me. But I actually found that album great deal of fun and I kept thinking about it. It is actually a good record. And it just sort of rested in my subconscious. I hate Sting. No, I don't hate Sting. That's a wrong word. That's a strong word. Um, I've never liked Sting. Okay. It's different to hate. <laughs> but, okay. Anyway, move on. Uh, 14. <laughs> this will shock the critics. <laughs> Arcade Fire. Reflector. It's just too damn long. But it actually has some really good stuff. It does have some really good stuff. And if they'd it. stuck with the whole disco thing. Oh, they don't let me start it on that again. Um, Heim. Days are gone. It could have been higher, actually. Uh, in fact, anything from here on upwards could have been higher. Um, Nine Inch Nails hesitation marks, except perhaps that. Um, Daft Punk, Random Access, Access Memories. At 10, Arctic Monkeys AM. At yeah. 9, Brandy Clark, 12 Stories. At 8, and possibly could have been higher because I listened to it on the way over here. Uh. Rizzle Kicks, Roaring Twenties. First half of the album, good. Yes. At 7, uh, Down a Sack vs. Screamy's Pick, Repent, Replenish, and Repeat. I am actually do, still listening to it, I know you're not. Um, yes. At six, Depeche Mode, Delta Machine, ended higher than I thought it might. Uh, at yeah. five, well, five, four, three, and two could all be in the same place. At five, it's um, D- David Bowie, or David Bowie, oh, and it's the next day. At four, it's Summer Camp with Summer Camp. At three, it is the Pet Shop Boys with Electric, an awesome comeback after leaving their label. And at two, it's Casey Musgraves, same trailer, different about. So your number one choice? is John Grant, Pale Green Ghosts. That is an album that just blew my socks off. 
for reasons I still don't quite understand. Indeed. We may speak about that again in a second. So, my top 20. Joint 20th. Todd Rundgren, ah! Todd Rundgren State. I, could, I, I couldn't do it. I had to put him in there. You have uh, to get him in. Along with, along with Pet Shop Boys Electric. That does surprise me. Number 19, Black Sabbath Night. 13. 18, Depeche Mode Delta Machine. 13, Laura and Vula Sing to the Moon. 16, The Arctic Monkeys AM. 15, Queens of the Stone Age Like Clockwork. 14, Roddy Hart and the Lonesome Fire. Roddy Hart and the Lonesome Fire. 13, Steve Earle and the Dukes and the Duchesses. Low Highway. 12, The Civil Wars, The Civil Wars. 11, Heim, Days Are Gone. 10, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, Push Away the Sky. 9, Daft Punk, Random Access Memories. 8, Brandy Clark, 12 Stories. 7, The Joy Former Dabler, Wolf's Law, which is now I really love at the start of the year, and still play it quite a lot. 6, The Legend of Society, Learn Aboard the Ark. 5, this is where our lists get somewhat similar, Summer Camp, Summer Camp. 4, Speedy Ortez, Major Arcana. 3, Casey Musgraves, Same Trailer, Different Park. Two, John Grant, Pay on Green Ghosts, and therefore my number one was the return of the Thin White Duke with the next day. It wasn't David Bowie, was it? <laughs> Someone looked similar to him. <laughs> David Bowie! So that's what Wasn't we had. It's awesome when he came back, by the way. It was. Because I never just... thought we'd be sat here reviewing one of his albums. In fact, I think we joked in previous years that it would never happen. We certainly did. Yeah. So, uh, one things people are probably wondering, and we'll, we'll discuss a couple of more these brief, briefly now. If we combine our views, we do come to a CTD Music Top 10 Albums of 2013. Never been this methodical before. I know, it's terrible, isn't it? So, if we did, okay. our, our joint Top 10 yeah. artists would be Speedy Ortez, Major Arcana, and the Arcade Monkeys AM. This is an album that got... In the Arctic Monkeys, as opposed to the... Arcade, yeah, we're... <laughs> I'm, I'm already forming supergroups. <laughs> the Arcade Monkeys. <laughs> yes. Or the Arctic Fire. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Can I, can I, can I remember if, you, if that happens, you heard That's it here it. first. It was here first. Um, yeah, this, it's quite interesting. I, this, this, this album, I think this album for me and the Queens of Stone Age album, yeah. both very, very similar records. Well, they're the same, same side of the same coin? Yeah, they're the same band. Really on there. Yeah, they are. There we go. <laughs> but both good both good records AM was a good record it, it, it's a grower it's a grower it, it is a grower well. yeah go back and listen to it again folks uh, Depeche Mode Delta Machine and Heim Days Are Gone are, are joint number 8 um, we spoke about the Heim album several, t- several times yeah as, as I say it's just a really great pop record it is um, it's, it's it's one of those records that has got so much kind of uh, plaudits that you kind of want to, kind of looking for excuses to hate it in some ways yeah. but it is just a really good record uh, Depeche Mode album you know solid but, but above solid it was above solid but it was it was solid yeah I've been refraining from saying that all year it, 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 it had I thought it was better than the last album it certainly was it was more accessible than the last album was I still think Playing the Angel is their sort of last decade or so peak but yes yeah. I agree Anyway, number seven, the Pet Shop Boys, Electric. Yes, <laughs> having what? featured in both of our lists. What? 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 An absolutely awesome record that is, though. It is just nine tracks of pure electronic dance music done well. What more do you want? 
It's better than Daft Punk's album. Not according to this list. But no. <laughs> Not according to me either, but there you go. <laughs> Funny enough, number six, Daft Punk. See, this, this, All right, this, okay. I'll, 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 I'll take a hit. Apart, apart from a couple of tracks, this, yeah. this is a, a surprisingly varied no, and just joyous record to listen it to. It is a joyous record to listen to. It was the soundtrack for the summer. Um, there is so much good stuff on there that we haven't mentioned. Um, you know, like the, the, the games on long, we're talking about yes. that one. And, um, and uh, some of the other, um, other chic instrumentals. <laughs> um, we, no, but no, no, in all seriousness, it, this was a stormer of an album and it was an event as well. A bit like the Barry album, but with more publicity before. And <laughs> yes, ever like, but not as much publicity as the Arcade Fire album. Like. No. <laughs> as mentioned by Trent Reznor. Yes, indeed. Number five. Randy Clark, Twelve Stories. Yeah, the first of our country people, and yeah. and this is impressive because this is an album that we only reviewed uh, podcast before last. Yeah, a couple of months yeah. ago. Yeah, um, but again, it was one of those ones uh, like the Casey Musgraves album uh, that uh, basically hit us both on the quality quality of the songwriting. Well, in many ways, uh, this might sound crass. Uh, the Casey Musgraves and the Brandy Clark are are the the red album and the blue album. Of country for me mm. this year. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. So Brandy's blue, obviously. Well, yes. Yes. Number four, and this was a surprise as well, because when we reviewed this album, uh, I, I was slightly more positive than you were. We were both positive about it. Yeah. Um, but I think if you'd have asked both of us yeah. at that point, which is, again, only about probably about three so podcasts ago, yeah, again. Um, yeah. if we'd have had it in our top five, yeah. we'd have probably laughed. Yeah, I'd agree with you there. Um but then something magical happened. Yeah, um, again, it's one of those albums. It just gets under your skin. It just gets under your skin. Um, it's it's a, an absolutely delightful record, Summer Camp. It, it really is. And um, I'm so pleased to hear that they're doing the soundtrack to a movie next year. And we're going to have that whole 80s high school thing. Yes. Everywhere. And it's, um, just, it's just a good pure pop. Pop yeah. record. Pop yeah. dance record as well. Yes. And it's, it's, it's a dance record that has songs rather than... And, rather than just noodling yeah, sounds. Yeah, you can listen to it. That my my issue with sorry to go on. My issue with Daft Punk is at times it does noodle. Yeah. And vocoder. But I'm not going to disagree with the combined chart. Obviously, the Pet Shop Boys record is better. <laughs> <laughs> so our top three: David Bowie, number three, the next day. Awesome. It is. It is. It is. You know. To live to see such days. To to come. To, <laughs> I don't believe you just said that. <laughs> no, well, come on. Nobody <laughs> expected that. No, nobody, nobody expected it. And, then, and then two things. Nobody expected it, and nobody genuinely expected it to, to to come back with an album, and to come back with an album that certainly, for most people, would rank with Heathen as his best work in the last kind of 20... Yeah. Even, maybe even 30 years for some maybe. people. Maybe, for some uh, people, yeah. For those people that, that ignore the like first Tim Machine album. <laughs> That's a high five. <laughs> <laughs> and outside. <laughs> and outside. Yes. Because yeah. there's some strange people and they're like that album, are they? They're mistaken. They're clearly. Mistaken, yeah, yes. but you know. So. This was like a greatest hits record. It was, yes. It was like, it was like you know. here's a bit of me from the 80s, here's a bit of me from the 70s, yeah. here's a little bit of me from the 90s. Yeah. But I'm reinterpreting it yeah. so it still sounds like yeah. it's now. But this is me in 2013. Hello, yeah. my name's David Bowie. Yeah, I'm having yeah. a, a sly wink at myself. Yeah. Rather than... It, it was 
you know, it was it was just a magical moment when that happened. It really was. Yeah, and it's just a, it, like I said, for for me for me it it it, it was my choice of our album of the year because it is just as much as I tried to have it not smell me, you know, I kept yeah. coming back and playing it thinking it's, it's just so bloody good. I, I forced it down at five, but my enthusiasm was probably from <laughs> two downwards, you know. So, uh, number two, Casey Musgraves, uh, same trailer, different park. Um, we've I, again, waxed I lyrical so much about I know, this album. I don't know where it comes from. Um, it's, it's changed, you know, it's very rare that you get an album that actually changes your taste in music. Yeah, you know, I don't like country and western. <laughs> I love this album. I don't think there's much western in this. To be no, definitely. I suppose not. But I don't like country. Um, but but I love this album. Yeah, it's it, you know, it's you know it's just awesome. Great, as I said, it comes down to great songwriting. Yeah. Great storytelling. Yeah. And as we found out live, a very likable and personable yeah performer. Yeah, absolutely. It, it's you know one of those life life-affirming this is why we love music you know it's these moments these life-affirming moments we are and I, th- I think that pretty much rings even truer i suppose with with our our, num- our combined number one which was uh, john grant pale green ghost yeah and another example of one of the reasons we apart from our own amusement obviously yeah. one of the reasons we do this and start doing do, doing this and why we try as well as we as well as trying to review the latest big albums that come out try to dig around and try and find interesting records that, that have been released that we know nothing about is for these exact kind of moments yeah. when you kind of think mm, John Grant, yes I've seen a name in the press before but not really kind of listened to any of his music and we both had the same response when we, played, when we were reviewing this album way back when at the start, start, start of the year it's one of the things you put on and you kind of think oh strange electronica thing going yeah. on mm, mm. yeah weird and then it just grabs you. Yeah. And again, it's just brilliant lyricism. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. And heart and heartfelt. This is a man. This is a man who's basically kind of put all his angst of a uh, relationship going tits up, as well as discovering these HIV positive and various other things into the writing of one album. And mm. it's 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 genuinely a beautiful record. It is a beautiful record, and and. It, it was a record I didn't listen I, I really enjoyed it. when we listened to it I thought yeah. that's a special record um, as is the nature of the way we do this you then have to move on and listen to the next six records that we have to listen to and um, and then you find yourself a couple of months later humming along to a tune you think where have I heard that and yeah. you, you discover where it was and you rediscover it again and you listen to it again and then you listen to it again and, and here we are nine months later I'm still listening to this bloody album it's awesome you know yeah. uh, for all those reasons that you've outlined um it's it, he it, it was he was such a wonderful live i know i was on the casey musgrave side with the live but, but he was such an awesome live act as well yeah again very funny very yeah. warm yeah. very self-depreciating yes and also we should also give a big kudos because the, the album also features some really great uh backing vocals by shader connor yes uh who apparently here he found joy to work with. Yeah, so there you go. Uh, so yes, our album of, of the year, year is John Grant, Pound Green Ghost. And a fine... And a fine album this is too. And I have said, of uh, our top ten, and in fact are both our top 
combined top 20s. I, th- I think, as we've said, this has been a fantastic year. If 2014 can be even close, mm. then if, we're if, in if 2014 is as close to 2013 in terms of the music that, that we listen to, then it'll still be a good year. Yeah. I'm really worried now. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we... Uh, uh, we, and of course, we hope you'll be listening. Uh, we'd like Absolutely. To th- we'd like to thank all our new, all, all our old listeners and yep. n- and new listeners we've picked up yep. over the last uh, few months. Yes. Uh, and we hope you'll uh, stick with us, rambling and waffling and yep. talking twaddle. Yeah, please do. In 2014, we appreciate your your love and support. Thank you. Happy New Year. logs itself off. Mm. Perfect timing. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast.